Welcome to Beyond the Bounce. I'm your host, Coach McGraw, and I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Coleman, and we are bringing over 20 years of combined coaching experience for your listening entertainment. On this episode, we have Kyle Yanogos, head coach at Fireball High School in Fireball, California. From 2016 to 2018, he led the Eagles to a 30-16 record, capping it with a seat in the D5 Central Section Valley Championship game. His attention to detail, knowledge, and experience at the high school level is second to none. We're very pleased to have him and excited to discuss further what it's like to coach at a smaller school. With that, we hope you enjoy the show. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, We're going to delete all that other stuff out, but... Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Um, you know, basically what we'd like to talk about today on this show is you and I both, and even Coleman know, it's very, very challenging to, uh, to coach at a small school. Um, I think there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that people don't think about. And obviously, from a talent perspective, you know, we're given very little and we have very little. Um, and in terms of support, there is very little support as well. So pretty much what we wanted to touch base on. Um, so if you want to, you know, take a couple minutes and, and kind of give us a little bit about your background, your coaching career, where you've been, um, and what you're doing now. Uh, well, currently I'm on my 21st year of coaching. Uh, started straight out of, well, when I worked, went to college originally. And so, uh, started like coaching middle school basketball um you know freshman boys assistant uh you know kind of all the lower level junk that you do when you're 19 20 years old and you don't know any better right and then uh finally got a freshman job in kingsburg did that for about three or four years and then our head coach left for lamore okay so decided decided i kind of wanted to see what else was out there you know growing up in a little town and not quite knowing more than just, you know, Fresno and uh, Kingsburg kind of thing. And so left to Lamore and it was a great experience. Got to see a lot more, you know, cultural diversity, right. uh, better players, more more athletes, um, especially with the air base. You kind of get a mixture of kids from, I mean, all over the world. I mean, right. we, had, we had two kids from Georgia. We had a kid from Alabama. We had kids from everywhere. Um, so that really kind of opened me up to realize how much different basketball is than it is at these D4, D5 schools. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a different world, you know? When you grow up playing D5, D4 basketball, and then you kind of go and see what, you know, D1, D2 looks like and some of the kids that we had to see. Right. um, It was cool. Yeah, Um, So after that, when I became a head coach at Fowler for a year and then left to Buchanan, um, did my student teaching in Clovis. Okay. um, And then tried to get a job through there. Um, After that, kind of just didn't really pan out. um, Ended up in in Salma so taught in Salma for a little bit and then after that was in Fireball and so then I took over for Fireball uh, four years ago and so uh, Jim McCall was out there for 46 years or 45 years right and so came in under him for you know two years and was an assistant coach and kind of started to develop programs under him and you know do our AAU systems and all that stuff and then when he stepped away and retired I kind of slid right in so it was a pretty easy transition Man, in you, sense. You, you've been all over the valley Oh, all over the place. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that you'd coached at all those schools. That's 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 amazing. That's a yeah, lot. That's you know, a lot. <laughs> it's it's a it's a funny thing because you know some people look at it as like you know you haven't been loyal. I hear that all the time, or you haven't done this, or you haven't done that. And for me, it's like when I was young, I wanted to see what was there. Like, right. What are different coaches like? You know, what is a different system like? What's a different town community? 
Um, and it kind of gives you a different perspective as you get older. Um, you don't know, you don't just know your bubble, you know, you know, every, all these different aspects of different areas and you meet so many people from all over the Valley. Um, and it kind of allows you to make connections. And so, you know, I, I text people from Lamore and from Bakersfield and Fresno and Clovis and right. it allows you to pick up games and, you know, basketball is such a small tight knit coaching community. So it's, it's allowed me to kind of make, you know, a lot more connections as I've become a head coach and got the opportunity to take over my own program. Right. And I, I think you nailed it right there as you said you know it's you know they they question your loyalty i i firmly disagree with that and i think that's just that small town kind of attitude towards it um because i kind of felt that same sentiment from some of the communities i've been in um and and coming from los banos then moving over to dos palos they're like oh you know you're a traitor i'm like no, yeah. there, there was an actual uh, a need there, and I'm expanding my knowledge. It's another community that I can potentially help. I love the game of basketball. I'm helping you know, other kids out. And you know, not, from, from school to school, it could be 15 minutes away. The culture is different. The people are different. Um, so I think you know, when I look at your career and I look at you know, after hearing everywhere you've been, your success in Fireball has a lot to do with all the schools that you'd, you'd been at before. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you jump to these different schools and you kind of get a feel for different places, when you get your own program, you know kind of what worked and didn't work. Right. Um, you, you know, you got these fundraisers under your belt. You, you know, you, you saw what a development program, oh, that worked, or this AU team did, did work, or these parents did this. And, um, and so it gives a different perspective opposed to someone who grew up in one town and kind of only saw the way it's done one way. Um, right. So, yeah, definitely. Right, no, and I agree, because coming from Memorial and then going to Los Banos was like a complete shock. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> this I is a whole, whole different world, and, you know, I think it, it challenges you as a coach, and, you know, you, you, you fine-tune your skills with every type of basketball player there is, every community, and I think that's where you really develop the skill. If you stay in one position for, the, for your whole career and you just kind of go up through that system... I just don't think there's much you can get from it. You have to get out there. You have to see the way things are done differently at other places. And, and I'm actually glad that I made the jump and I've been able to coach at, at four different schools. But, it, you know, it, it just definitely has helped me become a more diverse coach at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so um, one thing that we were I was thinking about when you guys were coming on is this: we loved actually playing against you guys because, well, we kind of liked it. We, oh, all, we, we loved it. You always ran good stuff, and we were always like, damn it, like Kyle's going to kill us tonight. So we always wanted to, like, you know, play in Fireball. But the one thing we were talking about the other day, with the other day when you were coming on is, like, I don't know if you remember the last game we played against you when you had Fireball that second to last year we played you. Um, and we went to Fireball, and the fire alarm went off right in the middle of our game. Right. And I remember you're like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll be all right. And I started just dying because, like, that's kind of stuff that happens at my school. Like, where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no water. There's no water in the locker Give it room. a minute. It'll like, shut off. It, it'll shut off. Like, but, you know, what are some of the challenges that you faced at that smaller school? Because a lot of coaches, like, we've had coaches from Division One that listen and Division Five, so they're kind of ranges. You know, it's <laughs> that, that, that just makes me laugh because I'm actually thinking about that. You know, it's, for those little things that go on every day, for people who don't deal with that, you know, it's a big deal. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe the fire alarm's going off. Or right. I can't believe, you know, the floor is not cleaned or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, at a smaller school, after a while, you start to just let those things just kind of slide off your shoulders and you just move on to whatever's next. And that's kind of been what Fireball's taught me over the last 
six or seven years of like just letting things go, not being as anally retentive about every teeny tiny little thing that would bug me. Right. Um, I'm, I kind of got that OCD, you know, I'm hyper organized. I like things done my way, the way I think it should be done. And, you know, fireballs taught me to like relax and, and not be as much that way. Right. Um, you know, and so, you know, we, we just, anything that I can't have the school do, we find a procedure around it. And so like the floors, my, my big pet peeve is the floors got to be clean for practice. Yes. Right. And so we have, we have this procedure with the kids where my captains go in, they take out the mop buckets, they make sure that like everything gets dragged and taken out, they sweep the floors, they dump the trash, and my captains run on that so that when we show up to practice at our time, it's ready to go. Uh, so that's kind of been a cultural thing that we've had to overcome with certain aspects that, you know, a small school, you just can't control all those things. We don't have janitorial staff. We don't have people, you know, an athletic janitor like we had in Lamore or Clovis. Um, so, you know, we just kind of, you know, you make you make these little like uh, rules and all these kids kind of just buy into it and they do right. it for you and it's kind of cool. So, Damn, that makes um, that makes me feel bad because I go out there in my prep and I freaking clean the floor every six <laughs> period and, and I do it myself. Now I'm gonna. I'm still in that, Kyle. I'm gonna be like, all right, captains. You guys are going out there and doing this for me. We just leave out. our floors dirty. Because, <laughs> because, and, and you know what? I mean, the first year or so, maybe even the first two years, I did it. You yeah. know, I, I went in early. I dragged the floor, and I would see, and the kids would see me doing it. And some kids would volunteer. You know, you right. always have those good kids. Like, hey, coach, let me help you out. Or hey, do you need me this? Right. But for the most part, they would all kind of just sit and stare at you, like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah. Um, and then it, and then after two years, it kind of became this culture, like we like the force queen, right? And coach shouldn't be doing it. And then I, it's like I always had this leadership mentality of whatever I do, I need to do more than my players, so right. that it shows them what to do. Exactly. Um, and so I, I made sure I was always the one doing the buckets all the stuff. And then after a while, I told my captains, like, "Hey, you guys are now in charge. Of this. I'll help you, but you need to do it, and you need to like." tell your teammates to help you and then it became a cultural thing and then so the last two or three years it's not it's like a no-brainer they just take care of it i walk in the gym and it's gone like everything's clean dumped everything's ready to go right um but it takes time you know it's it's that first couple years they just looked at me like i'm this insane dude from (laughs) you know from clovis or wherever they thought i was from originally and um you know and then they kind of bought into it after a couple years and so it took a while yeah, for sure. And it's that servant leadership, like you said. You're willing to get down in the trenches and do the do the things where they're like, well, why is coach doing this? And and after a while, they say, oh, okay, this is something that, you know, like you said, we like the floors clean. You know, we like to be able to jump stop, actually, and not slide all over the place. And if you're willing to do it and they buy into that, then they understand that, hey, you're all in it together. And it's not just you know, coach is here and assistants are here and we're here. It's like, we're all in this together. We all have to make sure that, that the floors are clean. And I think it trickles on down. I think that's the one thing I always remember about playing against you guys is I never felt, even though you had some players, obviously that had more talent than others. I felt that yeah. at, at all times your team was so connected. Yeah. And even if they may have not been on the floor or not, they all stood up when a guy came off the floor, you know, um, they all cheered on on buckets. They all you know helped each other up. Um, they all sprinted off the floor for the most part. Um, and you can just tell. You can just tell there were no, um, or at least you couldn't see it from the outside. There were no prima donnas that were trying to say, "Hey, look at me." It was more of, "Hey, look at us." And I think that is probably one of the toughest things in coaching to get your program to do. And I think you did an amazing job of that. I appreciate that. You know, it's. It's one of those things we kind of have prided ourselves on since I've been out there is, um, if anything, I ride my better players more. 
Um, and it's kind of been an opposite mentality most of the places I've been, and I didn't like that. I, Me as a player, I was mediocre. You know, I was the hustle guy. I played really hard. I dove on the ball, and then I always saw the captains or these guys just kind of fly by the seat right. of pants and just do whatever they wanted. And so with my coaching style, I've always tried to, like, push my captains and go, you guys are the leaders, and if you're not doing the most, then there's a problem. Right. Um, and so... It kind of is that trickle down where the kids go, man. If he's if he's riding Manny or he's riding Michael the way he's doing, like, dude, I'm the last player on the bench. I better work hard too because otherwise I'm not gonna get time or whatever it is. Right. So, and the last player uh, on the bench for you is like 22. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay, yeah, I, that is a running joke. I do, I do keep it's an like army of children. This guy's got like he's five got two bands, football teams like, over there, bringing his kids. That we're like, how many kids they got going on? Is over that JV and oh, that's just uh, varsity? Yeah, you know. <laughs> There has been years. I think. Uh, I think the last year I coached there, which was two years ago, I think we had seventeen on varsity. We uh, had fifteen on JV, and we actually had a freshman team of like eight. Um, and so, for a D five school with six hundred fifty kids, that's a ton of kids to carry. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, again, it's it, part part of it is the style. You know, when we play thirteen, fourteen guys in a rotation, we're pressing the whole time. And you're not afraid you know, to play them all either. Two minutes and. No, you throw them all. You in throw there. them all out it, there. It's hard to game plan against you because I'm it's like, like, who's I, this guy? I, who the heck is this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> where did he Where did he pop up at? Yeah. I didn't see him on film. Like, where did this guy? Yeah, no, it, it just it always has been fun, and uh, you know, I don't think too many people really understand and appreciate the challenges, like you said, that you go through, and uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you know you're trying to even schedule games and. You're like, hey, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a freshman team. They're like, oh, well, maybe next year. You're like, but do we have a J? No, we want to get all three levels. So it, yep. it, it does it does become a challenge. And uh, like it's, it's, it's tough. Small schools are tough. But I think at the end of the day, that run you guys had and to do what you guys did that year, um, it's, it's, my guess is it's the most rewarding experience you've had coaching. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny because I actually started out coaching in water polo. So I spent 10 years coaching water polo. Um, so that was my original like introduction to coaching. And right. so like, it was a kind of a similar experience. We started out winning like three or four games every year. And, and then I think the last five years we won 100 games in back to back and um, went to Valley Championships and that stuff. And so this is a similar experience where we kind of, I think the first year I came in, we won nine games. Right, um, and then that last year we won twenty seven games, and so you kind of see that like progression and the work you do with like the youth programs and the kids coming through, and um, and so yeah, I mean even though we lost in Valley, even though I told the kids I said I, I'd rather lose in Valley with the guys I had than win and not like you know not be able to see the development we did and what we built to. So right, that yeah, was a great experience. Yeah, and we were there rooting for you. No, we, were, we were in the stands going, come on, Fireball, because we had gotten our butts kicked by that kid like, like two weeks earlier and got 48 him. on us. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting experience for sure, for sure. And you got to look at it too. I mean, when we were thinking about, you know, you playing, it was Liberty, right? Um, when you went yeah. up against them, when you think about proximity to talent too, Obviously, they're closer to a lot more talent and it's more available to them than it is to you. I mean, so, I mean, when you when you're at those small schools, you're literally taking every single kid that has any potential in that town and saying, hey, I got to squeeze every ounce of ability out of you. And then to see some of these larger um, communities that have schools in there or they're close to a large community, you, you know that they're 
they were able to get you know a more talented uh, uh, a group of kids. And I just, I mean, if you go man for man and, and you really had uh, the same amount of talent from a coaching perspective, I mean, you're watching the game, we're like, dude, he's, he's completely out coaching the guy. And it's yep. unfortunately, unfortunate. you got some really bad calls called against you in that game, if I can recall. <laughs> they were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. Uh, and I just remember I was watching this. I'm like, if he had just two you know, even just one other player that had the level of talent of their sixth or their fifth guy. Not saying that you didn't have talented kids, um, but I, I just was like, he's completely out coaching him, completely out coaching him. Um, and I, I do thought, I, I really do think that you, you got some uh, really bad calls, calls against you in that game. Yeah, can we talk about the refs that you get at Fireball? Because, oh. oh my gosh, coach. Uh, Who are these you know, people? Like, what is and, happening? And the, the, cra- the crazy part, you know, it's like the first couple years, you know, coming from bigger schools, you know, all I did was bitch and complain. I'm like, dude, this is so bad. And then you kind of just, you know, you deal with it at, at one point. You go, you know what, this is what we're going to get, figure it out kind of guys. Yeah. Um, and then it was funny because those last two years, you know, we, we started winning. We got 18 wins, and then we got the 26 or 27 wins back-to-back. And all of a sudden, every game, the referees were better. All of a sudden, we started right. to get to see these different guys. And the refs that I had known from other places, now they're showing up to our games. Nah. And it's funny because they tell us, oh, well, we don't tier it. You know, we don't we don't send the better referees to better teams. We don't do those things. Everyone's equal. Yeah, don't tell me that because – my, that last year, we had three referees every single game, no matter where we went, whether we were playing Tranquility or we are playing Clovis High. It, right. it didn't matter. We had three referees. We had Quinn multiple times. Um, and so it was funny that, you know, once you start winning, all of a sudden you get a little bit refer- better referees. And so that last right. year was kind of nice because it was like, dang. This is, we got, this we got someone. We got dudes. All right. They know basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Now, uh, yeah. I do have one question because maybe I'm naive. The court was bigger, correct? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a collegiate court. And see, the, I was telling Coleman when we were sitting there, I go, because of your pressing style, and I started to yep. see it towards the end of the game, the advantage that you guys typically have, because you guys play so fast in that 2-2-1 press, I said, yep. the distance, the kids aren't, they're having to adjust to the, 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 the width, and, and, and it, it's throwing them off. Just, they're a step too slow, because yep, there's a absolutely. little bit more room than they're used to. And towards like the third and the fourth quarter, I was like, you can kind of see the kids are kind of wearing down. They're getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that that had a lot to do with it. If, if that game was played, you know, on the court that we normally play on, I think too, it would have changed the dynamics of the game. But I did recognize that early on. I was like, you know, that press isn't as effective as it normally is. Cause it's hard. Don't get me wrong. When we, we do the yeah. summer leagues and we play, it's tough. Those kids are aggressive. They're getting after it. They never quit. Um, and it's relentless. It's you're doing it the whole game. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I notice in the the towards the end of the third quarter, I'm like they're they're starting to burn out. And I was telling coach, I was like, it's because that court, you know, they're not used to playing on that size court. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just one observation that I saw. But overall, I thought it was a, a well coached game. Your kids played hard. I, I love to see all the people that turned out for the city there to to root them on. And it's you know it's a great story. And um, I just thought that year was amazing and what you guys did. Yeah, to, to, to go to the court part, you know, it was one of those things where we went, it was funny because we had talked about, like, trying to get into, like, Save Mart Center or, like, trying to find somewhere where we could just see that court. Granted, we, I mean, we played the collegiate court during the summer times at Fresno right. City, and um, you do it a little bit here and there, but, 
it's not the same in that type of arena with no backdrop and you know the, yeah. the fans it's just a, it's a different atmosphere and i kept telling our kids like just be prepared like we're not going to shoot well you're going to miss rotations like right. just keep playing hard that's all i ask like you're it's so different they've never been there they've, they have no idea what it looks like right and so and then i mean on top of the fact i mean my center's five foot ten you know my <laughs> point guard's five six like you know, when you're in a big core like that and you have no length and no size, it's just a killer. Right. And so right. that was definitely the struggle with that. Well, we all know about the five ten centers. We had one of those when we made the playoffs. <laughs> we had one of those when we made the playoffs, and everybody always laughs about it. But um, so one thing you've been coaching a while, obviously, um, and so one thing we always talk about here is. Um, what are some of your pet peeves? So I kind of already kind of know. You kind of remind me of me a little bit with being OCD and like what you want to see <laughs> out of your kids and stuff. But maybe as you've gotten older, it's changed. But what are some of the pet peeves that you can see that you're having with the kids? You know, you know what the funniest part is. So I was listening to you guys' earlier podcast and I was kind of going through them. And you know, you had said something about my bad. <laughs> yeah. That, that that one and the yeah 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 I got you yeah yeah I got you. Um, and so it's funny because when I hear that, it actually makes me angry. And so at this point, we have a little system that's built. So what my kids do is when we when I'm coaching in the huddle, I ask them what I said. And so that's kind of been the, like, little bit of a dialogue. Like, I'll write something up or I'll dry something up, and then I'll look at a kid and I'll go, Michael, what I just say? And if he can't if he explain it, I sub him out. I, I don't care. Like, right. your job is to listen to the little things I can do. And we practice that in, in practice. So we'll have, you know, little mini scrimmages and stuff. And I'll have my coaches coach. And we'll put music on and I'll player stuff. And then I have them coach. And then I listen to them. And I ask the kids as they're coming out of puddles, hey, what did uh, what did Coach Manuel say? And then so we practice that kind of, like, little thing. Because I absolutely hate the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go in and you screw me up. So. Yeah, that's the one. We were talking about that, like, when you draw up a play and they're not paying attention or, like, they then they come out there and, like, yeah, I got it, coach. And then they just run it wrong and then it's your fault. And you're like, wait, yep. no, that's not how that goes. That's a good idea. I actually, I think, man, I'm just going to. Can I just come coach with you for a couple years? I think I'm just going <laughs> to steal all no, your stuff. It's amazing what stuff you learn after years of just being annoyed with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of just pick up these little habits of, like, well, how can I fix that? That just really pisses me off every day. Yeah, the my bad thing, like that's the I think the one, and then the late to practice, like I was talking about, we don't really have that problem. The younger level kids do, and then we have to nip it in the butt, um, and it just kind of it just grows. But one other thing I was going to talk to you about, especially at Fireball and stuff, you're sharing athletes. So when you're coaching at the smaller schools, I don't know about Clovis. I heard Clovis, it's more about um, it's one team. They play like a sport, and that they're kind of they're kind of specialized in a way. Yeah, a little bit more. Okay. Um, you know, at Buchanan, there was a little bit of a mix. You know, we had a lot of baseball players. We had a lot of uh, volleyball players. They kind of promoted a little more of the multiple sport thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Clovis High, it's it's not as much. You know, it was more of we had our basketball kids, and there was a couple here and there that did, you know, football or baseball, but they were like the premium athletes that we had to share. Okay. Um, so, so, so I have Fireball, when you're at the small schools, you know – you guys got to be on pretty much the same page. Like for me, it's baseball. Like baseball kills me. And so that's, you know, I'm worried this year with COVID because we're playing at the same time as baseball. So I know I'm going to lose guys just to baseball. So it's got to be challenging at the smaller schools too with only 650 kids where you really basically, how many athletes can you really have at a school like that? Yeah. I mean, I think the last time we checked, there was like 200, uh, 223 eligible boys to play sports. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, you, if, if you got to, like, our program had, like, 50-something kids. It's like we had 50-something of 223. Yeah. Um, so we had a, a high percentage. And, and a lot of them did play baseball. 
um, or football kind of here and there. But it was kind of a strange thing. The last three years, we had a lot of kids become basketball players. Um, when I walked into Fireball originally, uh, we I had a Jason Allen, which is Josh Allen's uh, brother. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he was a, a baseball kid. We had like tons of football kids, but nobody played basketball. Everyone was a baseball or football kid, and basketball was just a kind of a changeover in between sports because it was kind of fun. Right. Um, and in the last three years, I, I would say a vast majority of our core um, basketball was what they did. Yeah. Um, and so that became kind of a culture shift. It also, it, it did kind of create some friction amongst other coaches. But I always told our players, like, you're welcome to play anything else. I would love for you to go play basketball or football. I'd love for you to go play baseball. Like, right. go do something else. Cross train. Like, I played three sports in high school. Like, get away from me. Because then you'll come back and you'll what I do. Uh, but, you know, kids, you know, a lot of the kids, because basketball is so enjoyable and we went 11 months a year and we traveled and like, you know, we're going down south and we're going up north and we're going, right. the kids were just like, I would rather just play ball for 11 months than go like play baseball for a couple of months because I don't really like it. Yeah. Um, so, but it is, it is a, it is a stressful thing to do the sharing because you, you're relying on other coaches to buy into what you're doing and what our school is doing. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Um, and so there's been. There's been some arguments. There's been some some animosity at times between coaching staffs, but for the most part, we all kind of get along. Uh, right. I think we have a really, really cohesive staff from top to bottom now, um, so it's kind of nice. You know, we have staff meetings and everybody kind of gets along, and everyone's trading players and fixing schedules, and it's good. Yeah, no, I think you hit it on the head. And the other coaches that are listening to this, like, let your kids play other sports. You know, I tell them all the time, go play other sports, like you said. Because, I mean, I played three sports in high school. I think we all, old school guys did. Like, we all just, when that season was over, it was over. There was no AAU for me. Like, we just played. Like, that was it. Um, and then when that season over, go to the next. So, like, let your kids play. Like, let them play other sports and, and just let them be kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what... What's next from here for you? I mean, obviously you've coached it, you know, at the high school level. I mean, do you have any ambitions of coaching at the next level or, or kind of, you know, what's that, that path look like for you? It's, you know, when it was 10 years ago, I told myself, you know, like, oh, I want to go, I want to go to coach, uh, you know, D1 high school basketball. I want to go get a JUCO job. I want to do all these things, you know, as I was younger. And now I'm kind of like, you know, wherever I can make the greatest impact with kids right. uh, it doesn't matter if it's in clovis or it's in fireball or wherever it is right. i just want to work work with kids and see that development and i've learned that like i really just enjoy watching the kids grow up i mean like this year going back to fireball i have three of my ex-players on my staff all wanting to come they hit me up and said hey i want to coach like i don't care i'll coach you know jv assistant second assistant i don't care to right. see that development and have them want to come back and be around me even though i destroyed them for seven years or six years you know they want to be around the program and nice. so at this point you know I, whatever happens happens you know if something pops up or an, an, a, you know some type of job pops up that's really enticing maybe right. um, but I don't really have a plan at this point I think that you know there's a bigger plan for me and it'll happen when it happens kind of thing Right. And COVID kind of put a wrench in everything. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're all just hoping we can actually coach again <laughs> Yeah, I can only do so many Zoom sessions and uh, and and little talks. I mean, it's right. getting old. Yeah, there's only so many texts. I'd be like, "All right, guys, um, go work out today. Uh, let me know how you go and get those individual drills yep. in and all that." Right. And I, you know, what I've been doing, I've just, you know, I, I'll do a couple things for about a two week period, send some information over, and then I'll just go just dark. <laughs> 
Yep. And then I, I kind of want to see how they react to it. Like, hey, coach, you, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay, are we playing still? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're still playing. Uh, when- Don't ask me. <laughs> because I can't, you know, I can tell you here, this is our season. This is our preseason. This is when league starts. Um, and then obviously everything is going to just be crunched together. Um, how, how, I mean, from a scheduling perspective, what are you seeing? I mean, I... I mean, our schedule is so packed. I mean, we're we're trying to fit in the twenty eight games, but again, I I don't even know if I want to. Right. There there has to be some. I mean, we've had no summer, we've had no fall, right. we have no spring. You know, how are we going to install offenses? And especially me coming back. Uh, a majority of the kids who are on the team have, were in our system at some point. You know, at at the lower levels, but we'll be super young. We have three seniors, and all of them are going to be sophomores and freshmen. Oh, I'm loving this, Coach. So. You're coming back to Coach against McGraw. I got to go to this game. Hey, the funny the thing is, before we started this interview, and as the interview's gone, I go, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I got I I to coach like I against you, uh, Not divulge any more information here. Oh, I'm, yeah. oh, so I'm coming back. I can't wait now. I'm going to be in that stands just rooting. Well, it, it, you know, the interesting thing is, I mean, we, we made some progress just in DP last year. and uh, Oh, for sure. We, uh, we were able to, to beat Fireball at Fireball. And that yep. was a big deal. And I didn't realize how big of a deal it was, but uh, we were able to do it. And we, we actually, we... We were right there the first game at home. And so, um, you know, there's still some very talented kids on that team. I don't know who's returning, but I, I do know there was st- still some young talent there. And um, you guys are going to you guys are going to be fine. You guys are going to be good. And, uh, you know, our league is up for grabs. So it's just, yep. you know, whoever puts it together. And uh, right now we're all just kind of, you know, from a coaching oh, yeah. standpoint, we're we're chomping at the bit to like continue to to, to get going, but unfortunately, COVID's kind of set us all back. So we'll we'll just see how it plays out, and I'm sure Coleman will just be loving it. <laughs> yes. I know he is. Well, me and Coach are playing each other this year. We scheduled a home and away, but we, he crushed me last year. So we're, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but I, I think I think you know it's always, and I've always there, there's a couple coaches here in the valley. Um, you know they run their program well. Um, you see how their kids act and respond and, and play the game. Um, and then there's that level of competitiveness. There's that respect that you have. And, and I will tell you, like me and Coach always talk about, like, man, Kyle's fun to play against. Because we, we know that you're going to do your homework. Your kids are going to be prepared. Um, we were talking about there's some coaches, they show up, they do the same damn thing, and they don't help their, their kids win. Um, yeah. And it's just fun when you're in those chess match in the chess match with another good coach. And I think that every single time we've ever competed against you guys, you guys were always prepared. You're ready to go. And it's always been fun. And and that's how oh, I, absolutely. that's how I like it to be, whether it's summer league, whether it's preseason that, or, uh, you know, uh, um, season league doesn't matter. It's like when you have that, that is why we coach and seeing the growth of the players. And it's always fun to coach against you, man. Yeah. And I was, uh, and that was pretty exciting. And going back to fireball, like knowing you're, you're there and, and uh, going to be in that same league. I was pretty excited about that. Then we're going to get to have some some more battles. And I definitely watched you guys last year. You, know, you went to the Elks, you know, and watching you guys from that point, and then going and watching a couple of the films. You should have chose a different tournament because we got <laughs> crushed. <laughs> but that was a good learning experience, you know, because those kids. Oh, for sure. They, you know, they're they're not exposed to to some of those teams and, and that level of basketball and the, and the amount of effort it takes to actually, you know, compete at that level. And I think it's good. Um, but I, I think our league as a whole grew and got stronger. 
Um, and with you coming back and, you know, Kalinga's always good. Um, yep. Tranquility took some strides in the right direction last year. Um, I think, you know, the, it's to be... It's to be noticed now, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we all do uh, going into this year. Yeah, and that's a conversation, you know, me and Jason and Kalinga have had multiple times. It's like we want every team to be good. I don't care if I lose two games in the league or three games in the league. I don't, I don't care. I just want the league to be respected. Right. And, you know, when I first went out there, it was kind of like no one respected that league. It's kind of on the west side, like, you know, whoever comes out of there is whoever comes out of there. No one's ever competed at a, a valley level or a state level, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and now we, we've had some, I mean, obviously we have teams that are competing at that level on multiple occasions, and so it's it's kind of nice. You definitely see the coaching level go up, the players. I mean, you're, we're not getting better talent. It's just the coaching and the kids are playing more, and so you can definitely see a growth in that league overall. Right. And ha- have you, I- I'm, I'm just curious, I'm doing my full scouting report tonight. Um, <laughs> are you, did you just uh, ease into the uh, continuing the AAU program that was going out there or, or like, are you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we started our flight program, which is our AAU program, what, seven years ago. Right. Um, and so it's, it pretty much ran through, obviously this year we didn't really get to do a whole lot. They, you know, they went for like a month and then everything got shut down. Right. Um, so, but I mean, we've had development systems built. Uh, we do that. We do like skills academy. So we do a skills academy in the fall. We do a winter camp and a skills academy, and then we do a spring skills skills academy along with AAU at the same time. Um, and then we're running the high school boys um, at two levels in the spring. And so we're way behind. That's really so. the difference. I'm way behind. This is why you don't have kids, coach, because yeah, you can I'm, do all I, that. I, and I, like, I'm just thinking, man, my wife would kill me. Winter practices like, hey. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the positive part is, you know, over the time I've been out there, you know, the first two years, I did it by myself. It was me, yeah. one other coach, um, and then I literally, I was driving back and forth, picking up JV teams and then drop them off and then drive back and pick up varsity and go back. It was me by myself. Yeah. Um, and then now I have 11 coaches on staff. So for the most part, you know, we, we meet as an AAU staff and then everyone divvies out and gets a team. We have two coaches to a team. They kind of split the time as far as... Those things go. I run the skills academies, and my players are like the helpers. Um, and then a lot of our players, they cut their teeth during AAU, and so I put a lot of our captains as like you're you're coaching third grade AAU assistant coach, and you're working with you know Coach Armando. So you, that's that's your coach, and so they'll have three coaches at a third grade level or a fourth grade level. Um, so it cuts down the work. So it's it's definitely not just me doing the grind anymore. It's kind of been divvied out to everybody else, which is nice. I really hope my AD does not hear this podcast because I will be out of a job. <laughs> You're definitely. Well, I, I will. I will say that nobody gets paid very well. So luckily, all these guys are just awesome guys. Like I got a shout out to my staff because man, they they grind for literally year and you know a couple hundred dollars here and there. Yeah, um, it's awesome. And, and and but that is why the program clicks and it keeps going is because they're invested in it, you know, and yep. for those players that are a part of it, they come back, they're still invested in it. So it's a pride thing and it's a, it, they take ownership of the program. And so, you know, in turn, it, it makes your job a little bit easier. You just kind of steer the ship. But the principles, the culture, it's already been established and then they can just continue to carry that on. And. That, that is truly building a program, and that's what every coach is trying to do out there. Some do it way better than others, and then there's some that are just there for, hey, I'm just here for my varsity team. Well, your varsity team's never going to be good because your freshman team's horrible and your JV yep. team's horrible because you can care less about them. And so um, it, it, it takes, a, like you said, it takes a lot more effort, a lot more time. But when they get to you, 
you know, they already know the principles, they know what you're going to run, um, and they have an idea of what you expect. And, and, and that makes it easier and more fun for you to coach because now you're just, you're coaching the game. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Coach. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. And like Coach is saying, you know, we respect the heck out of you as a coach, and you're way better than me. So and I got to start. I got to start. I got to start <laughs> no, working as of job, as like, of right I mean, now. I, I've I've enjoyed coaching against you guys. You know, being around you guys for a while. It's it's been a good experience so far. Hopefully, we can kind of go to war a little more. I mean, obviously, I'll see Marcus multiple times this year, so that'll be nice. But yeah, I don't know. Gonna We're gonna have to. We're going to have to fix our relationship because you're, the old coach uh, missed my JV tournament without telling me. And so me and Fireball relationship kind of went a little bit down. Coach. They had a little falling out. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had a little falling out, coach. No, just kidding. No, no, definitely. I want to get you on that. I want to get you on our schedule soon. I didn't know you were back. So I'd love to go out there and play. And I love coaching against good coaches. That's that's the whole point of this. And, so. and coach's schedule is not done. So if you do have anybody <laughs> drop. I think I, I think it's Coma. actually up here on my computer right now. So I mean, there's, yeah, there's some ability to squeeze you in. Somewhere. Squeeze them in. Yeah, my AD is uh, getting on my butt. I'm getting a little lazy. That's 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 true. So all right, yeah, well, I got hey. a lot of green on here, but I got three more slots. So hey, yeah, you know what? I might give you a text after this. We might figure something out. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we do appreciate it, Coach. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're great for that community. Um, I expect big things from you. Always a pleasure, and uh, we wish you the best. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Take care, Carl. See you, Coach.